Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Yes, I'm still here in Asheville, North Carolina, where it's so cold. Every time I go out at night, I feel like Han Solo trekking out to rescue Luke Skywalker in the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, for those of you who are Star Wars geeks like me. Um, and again, we're kind of wusses here because I I would never equate what we're going through here uh, to what those of you who are really in the North are going through. But hey, why do you live up there? Why are you staying up there? It's time to go south. And, you know, that's what I usually do. Um, that's why I uh, have my place in Puerto Rico. And for years now, I have gone to Puerto Rico for the winter, where it's always like summertime. And this year, the only reason I haven't, of course, is because of the hurricane. And I can't go there until I I know I have reliable connectivity so that I can communicate with the rest of the world, etc. Um, but I did talk to some of my good friends over the past couple of days in Bocaron, where uh, the Bermuda Triangle Research Center is located, and they gave me some very reassuring news. I was told that uh, the power is great there, that people are going there to party. Um, Internet's still a little wishy-washy, so, you know, I'm I'm in the stages of preparing to go back down there soon. I don't know exactly when that will be, but I will tell you this. When I do get back down there, um, I'm going to, whenever I can, catch a signal, give you some very interesting firsthand reports about what I'm experiencing and what the people that I trust are experiencing and this will be different from anything that you have heard or read about in the mainstream media, because as you know, I work in eh, slightly different circles. And so uh, this is it's going to be good. I have no doubt I'm going to have some really wild, interesting reports to bring back to you. So I hope that I will be doing that soon. In the meantime, I have a lot of work to do here in the States. Uh, not least of which being preparing for my big event in Las Vegas uh, in May and also um, this announcement that I'm going to have, oh, hopefully within the coming days about this new experiment that I did in Vegas as well, which I'll be announcing first through my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. If you are not a subscriber to that free e-newsletter, what is wrong with you? Um, I sit down with my own grubby fingers and I pound these words out on my own keyboard and I send them directly to you. Um, so why wouldn't you want to get that newsletter if you're listening to this podcast? You just sign up for free. It takes two seconds if you go to my homepage at joshuapwarren.com. So that said, you know, I've been thinking about something interesting. I um. I don't like to point out negative things for obvious reasons, but you know I get a lot of email. I get on average close to a thousand emails every week, and it really is uh, overwhelming at times. And there are times where I'm just like, okay, I'm so far behind. I, you know, 
I just can't read all of these, but I do my best. And I got an email from a guy who said that he listened to me talking about tulpas on coasttocoastam.com. And he goes, I'm not trying to attack you, but you're so wrong about this. And I, I, I'm, I just think it's terrible that, you know, Warner Brothers would go to you to get information on this because I am the expert on this whole. And so I just emailed him back and I said, feel free to share your thoughts. Because one of the biggest things that rubs me the wrong way is assholes who pretend that they know the answers to these great mysteries that we are exploring. And I think the process of exploration should be as devoid of assholes as possible. I don't care if you're a scientist or you are a mystic or, you know, whatever you call yourself. Um, if you pop up and say, I know the answer to this great, amazing thing, and how dare you talk about it this wrong way, then um, I think you are an asshole. And I think that you are holding back the field and you're creating the wrong impression and you're just not the type of person who is going to further the conversation. So if the guy who sent me that email is listening, yeah, I'm talking about you. Uh, and, you know, again, I, I'm not here to attack him either, but I just think that it's bad when you have these big, giant, vast, amazing philosophical and scientific conundrums for one person to pop up and, and say, I have the answers and how dare you give your opinion. And so, um, we don't want that kind of mentality because wherever you're coming from, whatever direction you're coming from, that is the mentality that shuts down conversation and that uh, prohibits people from expressing their views and opinions. And it's like, look, until you win the Nobel Prize, you don't know, you have an opinion, and that's fine. You know, I'm happy to listen to your opinion. And maybe you're right, and maybe you're wrong. And I'm happy to listen to anybody's opinion. And I and there are millions of people all over the world who are happy to listen to my opinion. But that's all they are, opinions. And when we're dealing with something like tulpas and spirits and the spiritual realm and the paranormal, again, it's defined by, you know, paranormal is called paranormal because it means it's beyond normal. It's beyond what we necessarily understand. And so... That is not the right attitude to have. So if you are a paranormal investigator, don't ever, ever, ever pretend that you have all the answers. Because, again, unless you can come out and produce some kind of stunning uh, physical evidence that can be peer-reviewed and, and illustrated without a doubt, um, don't have that kind of an attitude. In fact, uh, not to dwell upon this, but I do know that this particular guy is also using 
uh, instrumentation, which is dubious at best. So that's, you know, if if I'm not going to come out and say that, I don't know who will. So there you have it. And uh, I think that's good advice for all of us. And when it comes to that, we also have to think about some of these concepts that are related to what it is in general to be a human having these weird experiences on this bizarre planet called Earth and how that these things are being recorded and processed for posterity. Uh, in other words, we have this sense that everything that we do here has some kind of significance, at least to us, our, our little ant-like selves on this planet. And what I mean by that is I was recently listening to a report where I think it was an NPR report, and they said that the Library of Congress has a big budget, and they have been working for years to try to catalog social media. In other words, every time you post some little thing on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, they're trying to catalog all that. And the task has become so immense that they finally realized, okay, we don't have the manpower, the technology to document all that. So instead, we're just going to focus on the important people, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg or President Trump or whatever. And so (laughs) I understand the practicality of why you would do that, but uh, it goes to show how that ultimately uh, things that are recorded tend to end up being recorded by humans recording other humans whom they interpret as being important. So what I wonder when you think about that is whether or not there actually is some kind of an Akashic record, meaning that everything that exists, everything that has ever existed, everything happening now, everything that will happen in the future, all of it actually does have some presence and some library some collective consciousness, if you want to call it that, that can be somehow tapped into. And that's kind of a scary thing because we love to think that we have such a thing as privacy, that you can make a mistake here or there, and uh, the whole world doesn't have to know about it because the world has a tendency with the uh, gossip mentality to just you know focus on your mistake and instead of maybe, I don't know, 70% of the time when you're not making mistakes. Um, It's a strange concept, but okay, let's say, however, let's bring this back to reality. Let's say that, okay, on one hand, there might be some mystical Akashic record that records every single moment that has ever occurred that's happening now, that will ever happen, no matter how irrelevant. This is like a big computer simulation and everything's being recorded. Uh, 
On the other hand, let's get more technical about this. And let's say that maybe, maybe some things, eh, they're just not being recorded forever because they're just not important. If I go into the bathroom right now and take a whiz, does that really need to take up some kind of space in the Akashic record? I mean, is it that important? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But technically, what if what actually ends up in the Akashic record, at least for us, for sure, are the things that we record intentionally? So what that means is every time somebody takes a picture of you, boom, that is for sure going in the Akashic record. Every time that you send an email, maybe, okay, boom, that's going in the, the Akashic record because that's something that you intended to send out there. Every time I do a, po- a podcast, well, that definitely would go into the Akashic record. And so if the Akashic record is not just everything that ever happens, and, and you know, maybe there's like some ridiculous Akashic record that does have everything, but the more meaningful and more interesting Akashic record consists in layers, some of which are things that you do intentionally and some of which are things that are done intentionally that have big implications, then that means we at least can consider the possibility that every time you post something on the internet, for example, that that's going to go into the Akashic record that also you might be faced with on some kind of judgment day. And I say that because I I have thousands of Facebook friends, for example, and I have not met many of them. And some of them just get on Facebook and just raise hell. And they just all they do is talk about how negative everything is. Ah, oh, here's how much my day has sucked, you know. Um, and I wonder if it's a good idea to go to any type of social media, just as an example, and post things that are that are bad, that are negative. Because maybe a part of what we're being sort of judged upon in this giant classroom of life, and I believe that's what life is, a big classroom, is your ability to make a judgment call. So right when you get to the point where you're going to share something with the rest of us, maybe you're going to be evaluated based upon what you choose to share. Um, and so it doesn't matter if if you're drunk or you're high or you're angry about something or whatever. If you don't have the ability to filter yourself, 
then that shows something about your character. And, you know, people post things and then they go back and delete them later. But it's already out there in some form. People have seen it. Certainly big politicians know that. You can delete things, but, it, you know, it's being recorded out there somewhere. And And therefore, I suppose what my scream of consciousness is telling you tonight is before you contribute anything to society, I hope that you will take time and that you will think about it and then that, that, that you will consider what you are about to contribute via whatever means and that you will only contribute positive things. Do not use society as a mechanism by which to let off steam. Use that for your close friends and loved ones. That's why you should have close friends and loved ones. We all understand that. Gripe at them. Tell them your problems. But before you post something, on the internet, or before you go out there and you proclaim something, or you protest something, or whatever you're going to do, make it positive. Even if it doesn't seem like that you are in a good mood and you're presenting something positive, you're going to get further if you put a positive energy behind it, because positive things propel and negative things do not. And this goes beyond just mere wording and concept and philosophy of language and behavior. This is a fundamental aspect of how nature works. So don't gripe. Don't complain. Don't put anything negative or bad out there. If you only are able to extend and present positive input, then you will be amazed by how much positive input is given to your life. You go out there and you put out negative input, what do you think that does? It does nothing for you. It's going to drive positive, good things away from you. And th this may seem like good, simple, clear logic to some of you, but it's not to everybody. Um, and I, I, I actually think that I have learned a lot by receiving so many emails and by paying such attention to so many types of individuals for so many years. Uh, through social media and through mainstream media and just looking at how all this works as a mechanism. Uh, it, it's given me this lesson. So perhaps that makes sense to you. I hope it does. And if you're one of those people who has a tendency to just release your negativity into the public, um, consider this and think about what I'm saying. And I swear to you, I'm not just trying to sell a book, but it, my book, Use the Force, 
a Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction helps to clarify these things. And uh, that book is available for free, I think, right now. If you're an Amazon Prime member, uh, you can read it for free on your Kindle. There's an audio book out there. I mean, I remember my good old buddy Jim Mars, who died last year, and uh, he told me that, you know, he was a JFK assassination expert. And he said people would come up to him all the time and say, who killed John F. Kennedy? And for years, he he gave them the answer in his opinion. And then finally, he got to the point where he was like, look, I wrote a whole book about this. Just read the fucking book. That's why I wrote the book. Books cost almost nothing these days. So read the book. Okay, it's there. That's why I wrote it, and there, and it's not just me. There are other great authors who have written other fantastic works that will give you deeper insight into these mysteries. So that said, it's an interesting time as we transition into 2018, and this is a time for those of us who are positive, who are visionaries, who are making plans, who are turning our thoughts into actions, this is the time for us to get busy and to make good things happen. This is also a time for us to give everybody else a kick in the pants and say, look, if you're not contributing something positive, I have no more time for you. I cannot be distracted by you. And we have to basically make sure that everyone that you surround yourself by and I surround myself by are people who are going to be productive, positive people who want to make the world a better place. Anybody else can go and find company for their misery because we know that misery loves company and forget anybody out there who makes you feel bad, who's holding you back, who's bringing your vibration down. This is a year for us, those of us who have a good, positive, skyrocketing vision to latch onto that and to follow it. And remember, if you believe at all in what is called the law of attraction, the key word in attraction is action. Get out there. Start making things happen. Start believing that things will fall into place for you. Start having faith. What do you think faith is? Faith is something that allows you to do things that otherwise have no evidence. It's like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he takes that big step out into the canyon. He does that based upon faith. You don't need faith if it seems clear. Faith brings you to a higher level and separates you from everybody else because you realize there's something bigger and better and greater there that you believe in, and that will separate you from everybody else who tries to pull you down and never look to role models 
or never listen to opinions from people who do not represent where you want to go and what you want to be in your life. So that's what I'm thinking tonight. There is more to come as always. This podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. I try to record one for you every day. They're always short. They're always free. You can subscribe at joshuapwarren.com and follow me on Twitter, and I tweet when a new one is posted. So that said, thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.